and welcome to the Sports Ethos DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Micah Patra, riding solo. It's a wonderful, wonderful Wednesday. We got 11 games on the docket. It's March 23rd, and I like this slate. You know, normally I'm not, uh, you know, much more than 10, 11, 12, those types of slates. I take a step back, and I still get exposure. I usually just limit my shares, but I like this slate a lot. I think this, it's all the injury news, and that's what it comes down to. A lot of news to monitor, a lot of the news we already have, but needless to say, there will be plenty of value to choose from, uh, plenty of combinations you can make and take. This is like one of those perfect slates to build multiple entries. And we're going to dive into everything. We're going to talk about all 11 games. Uh, we're going to talk about spend ups, spend downs, mid-tier, a little bit of everything. But uh, just a quick shout out to our presenting sponsor over at Thrive Fantasy. Guys, come check out Thrive Fantasy. With Thrive, you eliminate the countless hours of research. Focus only on the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 of 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a value, uh, I'm sorry, fantasy value for both the over and under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most prop up props, rack up the most points, and win your share of the prize pool. Thrive has over 50,000 guaranteed prizes weekly for the NBA and has awarded over $6 million so far. When you sign up, use that promo code ETHOS, E-T-H-O-S. Receive a 100% instant first deposit match on up to $100. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store, Play Store, or by visiting their website at www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop today. We will start off by giving a quick reminder that this Friday, we will be doing a DFS Today DraftKings contest. I will be producing that link later on tomorrow night. Uh, Tomorrow night, if you are listening to this on Wednesday, it will come out Thursday night. Uh, We will do a 20 person contest with a five dollar entry single entry so make sure you do reserve your spot uh hopefully we can fill this one up because we are doing a little promotional giveaway and that promotional giveaway is doing a podcast with me or or jumping on air with me uh we'll give you the chance to for the winner and it's the winner only to give a chance to talk about the lineup as i record the following morning on saturday morning give a chance to talk about why you constructed your lineup how you constructed it what was your thought process a little bit about yourself, all that kind of good stuff. Really looking forward to it. So make sure you guys get in there. Appreciate all the love and support all season long. So let's fill this contest. First game of the night, New York Knicks traveling to Charlotte, taking on the Hornets. We have the Knicks on the second end of a back-to-back. So got to keep an eye on that, see who's playing, who's not. Uh, And then the Hornets. James Booknight, Gordon Hayward, Kai Jones, all ruled out. Knicks, as we know, Julius Randle uh, missed that game on Tuesday. So, very well could miss it. I think they said they're treating it as day-to-day. So, I'm almost expecting to sit out of this one or two. But 226.5 game total. The Hornets are favored by 6.5 points. We'll start off here with the Knicks. It's quite simple for me. Uh, you know, Obviously, we have to keep an eye on whether or not Randall is out or in. If Randall sits, we should see a nice little bump in minutes for Obi Toppin. He's only 3,400. Uh, he is one of those value plays that we have to keep an eye on. I mean, bottom line, it's just going to be loads of value all over the place tonight, which it makes it fun. It makes deciphering good value from bad value. Uh, at the time of recording this, it's just about halftime. He's got 11 DK points. Uh, nothing crazy, but he's there if you need him. And this is a fantastic matchup. Uh, I'm expecting to play a little bit more, probably get a little extra run. 
Uh, other guys worth mentioning are going to be the guys that take the biggest bump in usage with no Julius Randle on the floor. Uh, that would be like R.J. Barrett and Evan Fournier. At the salaries and the differences, you can look at either one of them. Uh, obviously, I think Barrett will probably be the highest scorer in, on this team, but uh, Fournier, decent salary. Really struggling tonight as of right now. He's, again, less DK points than Obi Toppin at halftime. But we've talked about it time and time again. Charlotte gives up a ton of three-pointers. They give up a lot of points all around, but they're the 29th-ranked team in the league when it comes to defending the opposing three-point line. So those are the three guys that are the most interest on. But in this matchup, you could look at a Burks. You could look at it quickly. Wouldn't fault you there. Uh, but we have plenty of guard value to choose from, and I just don't see myself landing on it when it's all said and done. On the other side of the ball, with Gordon Hayward remaining out, uh, we can obviously just go back to the well with certain guys. P.J. Washington most likely will draw that start. At 5,100, he played 32 minutes in that last one. He's a fair price tag. Again, a guy that I think is pretty relatively safe in cash. I'm not going out of my way to get a ton of shares of him, but if you land on him, I wouldn't fault you there. And then the two backcourt guys in LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier are usually the other two options I'm looking at. Uh, in this one, I do prefer to probably play a little bit more LaMelo. Played Rozier in that last one. Bit me. Now, it doesn't mean you can't go back to the well if you want to go back to the well in Rozier. Uh, but I think in this matchup, the, the way LaMelo Ball just absolutely torched them earlier in the season. Remember that game? Uh, put up a near triple double with 17 assists. Uh, I'm sorry, 17 boards, 9 assists, 12 points. I prefer LaMelo, but there's so many guards on this slate where do we need to fit, like land on them and finish with them? We don't need to, but he's still in a great spot and less than 9K, so I'm going to keep him in my player pool. On to the next game. Atlanta Hawks traveling to Detroit. We have the Hawks on the second end of a back-to-back. They actually faced off against the Dicks. Uh, so no injury report for them, but for the Pistons, we have... Chris Smith, Frank Jackson, Saban Lee, Amanin Dualu, all ruled out. Looks like we will see the return of Jeremy Grant, and Isaiah Livers is doubtful. As of right now, we do not have an injury report. Oh, I'm sorry, we do. Our uh, spread, 224.5. Hawks favored by 5.5 points. Kind of shocked by that a little bit. I thought it would be much, much higher. Uh, Trey Young coming in at 10-4. Uh, it's Trey Young in a great matchup. Won't fall if you want to look that way. I probably won't. I think there's another spend-up guard that we will get to later on in the slate that I like a little bit more. And in all honesty, the only person I'd even really consider would probably be Danilo Gallinari at his price tag of 5200 uh, He put up about a point per minute against his team earlier in the year. We know his role with John Collins. Pretty much done for the year at this point, dealing with that plantar fasciitis there, uh, as well as that broken finger or mashed-up finger, however you want to say it. Uh, he's been playing close to 30 minutes, if not a little bit more, on a consistent basis. So at 5200 I don't mind him here. I think that we're probably looking at another 30 DK points in this one. On the other side of the ball, Detroit. I'm always talking about it. Maybe just a point guard going against this uh, Trey Young defense. But Cade Cunningham at 8,700, I'll probably take a pass on. Jeremy Grant back in the lineup pretty much takes Marvin Bagley and Sadiq Bay out of the equation for me. So for the most part, I will be taking a hard pass on the Pistons. Moving on. A little bit more fantasy-friendly game. Sacramento. Traveling to Indiana, taking on the Pacers for the injury report. Chris Duarte, Tyrese Halliburton, and Isaiah Jackson, all questionable. With TJ McConnell, Miles Turner, TJ Warren, Ricky Rubio, all rolled out. And then for the Kings, uh, De'Aaron Fox, doubtful. Demonis Sabonis, Rashawn Holmes, both those guys ruled out. Terrence Davis ruled out. Uh, news broke that there is a good chance, or at least a decent chance, that Sabonis and Fox are both shut down for the remainder of the season. 235 and a half game total. Pacers are favored by five and a half points here. Uh, yeah, this is going to be one that we're going to want to get some some shares in. Lots of options, lots of good options to go 
to, excuse me, go around on both sides of the ball. I'll start off here at the front court. Uh, Trey Lyles coming in at 5,500. He's certainly an option. We should expect to continue to see about 30 minutes from him on a night-to-night basis, playing primarily the four. Uh, we're looking at at least three straight games of at least 25 DK points, two of which is over 35. Absolutely in play, especially because we know that this Pacers team will play a little bit bigger. Uh, and I also want to talk about the guy that's going to be stepping in for Demonis Sabonis and Damian Jones, 3,700, absolutely in play. It should be seeing minutes anywhere between 22 to 27. I'm not expecting much more, not expecting much less. 3,700, rock solid value play. Whenever he's given a substantial minutes load, we're probably looking at at least 20 DK points, upwards of 30. Both those guys certainly in play. And then we can go back to the well if you want with the guards as well. With Davion Mitchell, 5,200, coming off of one of his best games of the season where he put up 28, 9, and 3. He's going to have the green light from here on out, especially if Fox is ruled out for the remainder of the season. He should be able to take as many shot attempts, handle as much ball handling duties as he can handle. At 5,200, point guard and shooting guard eligibility, sign me up. I'm good with any one of those three. You can even get two of them in this matchup. Feel pretty good about it. On the other side of the ball, we have to keep an eye on Isaiah Jackson, uh, Duarte, and as we already know, uh, I mean, we don't know yet, but Tyrese Halliburton question is questionable as well. Now, if Jackson sits, we can go right back to the well with Jalen Smith. I think we go right back to the well with uh, O'Shea Brissett. I think both those guys get substantial increase in minutes and usage. Um, and then, obviously, Halliburton sits. We're looking at Brogdon. Uh, 7,800. Set out that last one due to rest purposes. But this is a, a rock-solid spot from all aspects. 7,800. It's a fair price tag for Brogdon. And if, but he's, he's the primary ball handler. We could pretty much assume at least 35 DK points at this price tag, upwards of 45. He'd be in play for me, too. And that's probably where I'll draw the line. I think it's mostly going to be Brogdon if Halliburton sits. If Jackson's out, I think Jalen Smith becomes my primary option. A little bit of O'Shea Brissett uh, next to that as well. Don't mind that one bit. If you wanted to look at Goga, sure, why not? But I actually prefer Damian Jones uh, for about $1,300 less because I still think he's going to chop up the minutes right down the middle. And I, I forgot to mention, if Halliburton does sit, we'll probably see a decent amount of either Dwayne Washington uh, Jr. We've seen him play plenty of minutes. Uh, when we see one of these guards out. Same thing with Kiefer Sykes. They'll probably chop up that minutes load between the two of them. Split it right down the middle. Fourth game of the night, Utah Jazz traveling to Boston, taking on the Celtics. For the Celtics, Aaron Naismith in the G League. Marcus Smart is probable. Robert Williams is probable. And then for the Jazz, Boyan Bogdanovich has been rolled out as well as Daniel House. So... Pretty much uh, what we've been seeing over the past few games with those guys over there. Nothing really new. 220.5 game total. Celtics are favored by 5.5 points. We'll start off here with Utah. Again, another guy that burned me, Rudy Gobert. Uh, dude's been extremely consistent all season long until I tout him on the on the show. Uh, and then all of a sudden, he's going to have his worst game of the season with only four rebounds, 11 points. Very, very mediocre game. Uh, I'll probably take a pass on Rudy. I don't mind the matchup one bit. But 7,800, Celtics defense has been next to elite all season long. So I'm not really too thrilled about any of these guys on this side of the ball in this Utah game. A little bit of a lower game total. We have 11 on the slate. We don't really need to sit here and get exposure to every single game. I mean, it's also impossible. But uh, on the other side of the ball, with everybody back, Smart, Williams, both those guys expected back. It's going to take Derek White out of the picture again for me. Uh, I'm all set there. And obviously it's going to take Pritchard out of the picture as well. So we're not playing either one of those guys. But it was fun while it lasted. Keep an eye on it. Smart's ever out. Pritchard and White both become an option. Uh, and then between Tatum and Brown, I prefer Brown just because we're getting a $1,900 discount. Uh, both these guys have very similar ceilings. Tatum's uh, floor is a little bit higher, obviously. 
Uh, we've seen him hit that ceiling a little bit more often than not as well. But I'll probably take a pass on both these guys just because it's an 11-game slate. There's plenty of spend-ups, and I want to put my money in other spots. Quick break for the water. Brooklyn Nets traveling to Memphis, taking on the Grizzlies here. Uh, for the injury report, LaMarcus Aldridge, David Duke Jr., Joe Harris, Deron Sharp, and then Ben Simmons all ruled out. Goran Dragic is doubtful. Seth Curry is questionable. This is an away game, so we could expect Kyrie Irving to be in the lineup. And then for the Grizzlies, John Morant has already been ruled out. Only one worth noting at the moment. 234.5 game total. Brooklyn being favored by 2.5 points. We'll start off here with the Nets. Kyrie, Durant, both these guys healthy. Both these guys are playing. It just feels like at this point, whenever we see Kyrie's playing a home game or an away game, he's got to be in play just because he gets all this time off, comes back, and just absolutely cooks. Um, I, I still don't think he's my top spend up at the guard position. I think there's one other guy at a very similar price tag I prefer. But normally in all aspects, I'd be more on Kevin Durant. Uh, but it's going to come down to line of construction. And based upon what we've already talked about at guard, I think it will stay that way for me. But I would have fought you one bit if you did want to go ahead and look at you know, Kyrie just because of how hot he's been when given the opportunity to actually play. Uh, obviously, Drummond back in this one, that's going to take Clax uh, Claxton out of it for me. And I'm just not spending $6,300 on Bruce Brown. With Drogic most likely sitting, but probably see a little bit of a bump for somebody like Patty Mills. Uh, but $3,400, there's worse you can do. He's an, he's an option for us if we need it. I'm just not going to get overly excited about it because he's pretty much scoring dependent and reliant. And there's a guard on the other side of the ball that I see garnering a lot of my exposure. So we'll slide right over there to Memphis. With no John Morant, Tyus Jones, 4,600 in this Brooklyn matchup. Absolutely. I'm good with it. Dude pretty much routinely puts up 30 DK points or more if he's starting. And at 4,600, I'm going to have plenty of shares of him. He'll probably be fairly chalky. I'm sure a lot of people will. So for no fault to your own if you want to fade it, but I still think I will have good shares of it. And then I don't mind looking at guys like Desmond Bain or Jaron Jackson Jr. Anytime that we see Joss sit, we know these guys get a higher usage. I think Bain's a little bit safer. Uh, Jaron Jackson, if you're looking at tournaments, I think they're both priced appropriately. Jaron's probably a little bit underpriced uh, based upon how good of an actual player he is and in this matchup to find one. But going against Kevin Durant could easily get him into foul trouble. We've seen Jaron struggle in foul trouble plenty of times this season. So I see myself landing more on Desmond Bain. And then the only other guy worth mentioning would be Dylan Brooks, who, again, when you're talking about usage being spread around, that job would normally have. He's another guy that will see it. Tyus Jones, not a high usage player. Uh, he's pretty much going to be like a 10-10 and 10 type guy. Uh, and 10 assists probably being a little bit on the high. I wouldn't, wouldn't shock me if he ends up finishing like 12-8, two steals, three boards. That would still pay off that salary, though, and we'll take that all day long. Sixth game of the night, Golden State Warriors traveling to Miami to take on the Heat. We have the Warriors on the second half of a back-to-back. -back. As we know, Steph Curry will remain out. Jimmy Butler is questionable. Tyler Hero questionable. Caleb Martin questionable. Victor Oladipo questionable. Gabe Vincent has been ruled out. For Vegas, what do they what do they have this one coming in as as of right now? We are looking at 214.5, Heat favored by 5.5 points. Looking at Golden State on the second half of the back-to-back, I won't be playing Draymond just because we know that the minutes were going to be limited tonight. I expect them to be limited tomorrow with it being a back-to-back. -back. I'm all set there. Uh, I'm honestly probably not going to much of anything here. Gary Payton went to the locker room, so if you're looking for just a backup guard that's dirt cheap, that won't draw a lot of exposure or ownership, it would be Chris Chioza, but there's better options, I think, on this slate that we can look at. 
don't think you need a dumpster dive that hard. Um, on the Miami side of things, keep an eye on Tyler Hero and Butler, uh, Caleb Martin. If we see that Hero Butler ruled out, Caleb Martin and Struss become great plays. Um, I'm all set with those two guys. Those are probably the two primary guys I'm actually focusing on. Don't think I need to go crazy and go much where, uh, much elsewhere. Uh, we got that nice home game out of Kyle Lowry when he traveled back to Philly. Don't think we need to chase it in this one unless we see both those guards are ruled out, in which case, obviously, he would garner a little bit more usage, a little bit more action, and then we could consider him. And then Bam, certainly in play. I prefer him if good players are out, but I don't think he'll end up landing. I'm all said and done. This game just doesn't excite me all that much. I'll probably take a pass. All right, we'll keep it moving. Next game, Phoenix Suns traveling to Minnesota, taking on the Timberwolves. For the Timberwolves, Jaden McDaniels has been ruled out. Carl Anthony Towns is questionable. And then for the Suns, Cam Johnson, Frank Kaminsky, Chris Paul, Dario Saric all ruled out. Chris Paul seems to be nearing a return. He practiced for the first time on Tuesday, and we know that our buddy Campaign will be back after suffering that illness and missing that last game. So looks like they're going to slowly be getting healthier. 234.5 game total. The Suns are favored by 1.5 points with no Chris Paul. I think this is a great spot to look at Devin Booker. Uh, there's always a little friendly rivalry between Devin Booker and Carl Anthony Towns. These two guys, great friends. Uh, I expect to be looking at anywhere between 40 and 50 DK points from D-Book over here at 9,300. Certainly a good option to look at. And then DeAndre Ayton coming in at 7,300. It's uh, an actual serviceable center going against Carl Anthony Towns. I'm good with that. Those are going to be my two primary options. If you want to look at campaign here, wouldn't fault you one bit. As we know, when he was playing and uh, you know, basically putting up 30 a night, 6,900, I need a little bit more than that. He can certainly get it. But D'Angelo Russell's defense has actually been better than most people have expected uh, or even consider at this point. So when it's all said and done, I don't see myself landing on campaign too much, especially with Russell only being $300 more than him. Uh, I'd rather put my money there. But when it's all said and done, that's the, that's the theme of the night. All said and done. I, I don't see myself having shares of really either one of those guys. I do think Edwards and Russell are in play. I think they're better plays if Carl Anthony Towns is out. Uh, but for the most part, I don't think I'm really falling on much of anybody if Carl Anthony Towns sits. We could look at Nas Reed, 3,800 for sure. And then Jared Vanderbilt would get a little bump as well. Orlando Magic traveling to OKC, taking on the Thunder. Uh, for the injury report, Lou Jensdort, Derek Favors, Josh Giddy, Ty Jerome, Mike Muscala, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Kenrich Williams all rolled out. Shea Gilders-Alexander is questionable, as well as Oliver Saar. Or is it Olivier Saar? Excuse me. Magic on the second half of back-to-back, -back, so we do not have that injury report. 219.5 game total. Magic favored by 2.5 points. Both these teams are absolutely terrible, which uh, usually means that we can find some decent fancy value in here. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. continues just to thrive this season. 8400 feels a little bit too expensive. Although he did go absolutely buck wild in this game earlier in the season. It was on 12 of 15 shooting, so a little unsustainable. But he overall put up 30 points, 16 boards, with a couple of stocks in there as well. So if you want to look that way and you want to chase it, I won't fault you one bit. It just feels a little bit too expensive where I think we're kind of overpaying uh, for that good game. And just uh, he's been consistent. But if anything, I'd probably rather go with Mo Bamba at 5,600. The minutes haven't been consistent with Mo Bamba. That's the only issue. But when he's given them, he's worth a th uh, you know dart throw in GPPs. As long as Jalen Suggs is out, RJ Hampton should continue to start. At the end of the day, though, we can go get Tyus Jones for five, $600 more. So I'll take a pass on him for the most part. If anything, uh, it will just be looking at a guy like Cole Anthony, perhaps, uh, maybe even a Franz Wagner, just because those guys are at least in the mid-tier 
We know their upside. They both usually have pretty consistent floors on a night-to-night basis. Uh, so I don't mind taking stabs at them. But by no means is anybody in this matchup or even this game in general a must-play. Now, if we see Shays rolled out, Trey Mann, 5,200. A great call by Harris the other night where he said that he was one of his favorite plays. Came out there, 13-21 to 21 shooting, put up 35.7 boards, 4 assists. I wouldn't necessarily chase that, but the guy's been consistent when given the role in the minutes. So I do think that, especially if Shea is out, we could consider him. Even if Shea plays, he's definitely in play as well. Sign me up. I don't mind him whatsoever. By no means is he one of my top or favorite plays. Uh, and then I also want to mention Pakoveski. Now we're talking about just about four straight or five straight games, at least 25 DK points, 5,400. Rock solid option, especially knowing that this team likes to play big. He should see significant minutes, especially if Sar is ruled out. So, Trey Mann, Pakoveski, my top options. Uh, if Shea plays, you could certainly look at him at 9,700, but I think that we have better uh, guard options that we've already spoken about and we will speak about. Three games left. We're cruising, though, guys. We're cruising. So, again, what are we at? 21 minutes with three games left. Houston Rockets traveling to Dallas. Taking on the Mavericks here. Mavericks, they will be without Davis Bertans, Luka Doncic, Tim Hardaway Jr., Theo Pinson, Moses Wright. And the Rockets are good to go. Fully healthy team here. 226.5 game total. Despite not having Luka, still favored by 9.5 points over here. We're going to have some options to choose from. Uh, and I think most of it's probably going to be on the Dallas side of the ball. Now, granted, the team's going to be a little bit more susceptible all around. They've been susceptible in the front court, but I think we have better options to spend up on at center and a power forward that we don't really need to look at, uh, you know, Sangoon or Wood. I don't think I just won't land on either one of them. Uh, but I'm always okay with taking shots in the backcourt, whether it's Jalen Green, who's coming off of a nice 37.5 DK point game, or Kevin Porter Jr., who absolutely stunk in that last one, shooting 5 or 13, and basically put up no other stats. Uh, if I had to pick one, it would probably be Jalen Green, just because we're getting a significant discount. On the Dallas side of things, yeah, I'm good to go. If you want to play Brunson, if you want to play Dinwiddie, I prefer Dinwiddie. Both those guys certainly in play. I mean, listen, there's just not a lot of usage to go around, especially with Doncic out. Both these guys are going to handle the ball much, much more. Uh, I'm expecting probably about over on five assists for both of them, over on 12 to 15 shot attempts for both of them. There's just going to be plenty of work to go around. Even a guy like Reggie Bullock, who, again, I expect to take probably about 11 to 14 shots. There's just going to be so much usage with Odonchik that in this matchup, fast pace, there's more shot attempts right there alone. Uh, sign me up. I think all three of those guys certainly in play. Two games left. Philadelphia, 76ers traveling to L.A. to take on the Lakers. To the injury report, Anthony Davis, Mason Jones, Kendrick Nunn ruled out. LeBron and Taylor Horton Tucker are questionable. Everybody is good to go for the 76ers after James Harden and Joel Embiid sat out that last one. 228.5 game total. Sixers favored by 7.5 points here. I mean, I, I think this is a fantastic spot for Philly. Anytime you're, any team's going against the Lakers, we know it's pretty much going to be a cakewalk matchup. Uh, James Harden at 9,900. I think he's in play. I, I always talk about a point guards versus the Lakers is a thing. He keeps going down and down in price tag. I mean, we're hoping for 50. He's put up at least 50 DK points in two out of the last four games. But he's also averaging 74 DK points against this team on the season, averaging a 34.5 point triple-double. Granted, it wasn't the same circumstances as he's in right now but I expect him to take full advantage of how bad that their backcourt is at defending. Prefer him over Embiid for only about, you know, what, $1,100 less. Both those guys are in play. I'm not really going to be going outside the box with this team. I think just targeting the two top studs is the way to go. 
Tobias Harris will probably find himself playing a whole lot of defense trying to guard LeBron James. 6700 I think he's in play for tournaments, but I think we have better cash plays at that price tag. Uh, and then over there for the Lakers, LeBron James at 11-6. I've been playing LeBron pretty much every chance I can get at this point. Uh, with them really trying to make this push, trying to get that playing game, really fighting for the Pelicans for it right now. He's in play at 11-6, but we've already talked about James Harden. Uh, we'll talk about somebody in that next game. I don't know if you guys have figured it out yet, uh, but one of my top spend-ups of the night. He's probably second, maybe third on the top spend-ups overall. You know, there are some guys I prefer him over. I do prefer to play him over Embiid. I think I prefer to play him over Durant, Trey Young, Kyrie. And then but now we're going so low where, yeah, obviously we prefer to play some him over some of those guys because he's, uh, you know, $1,500, $1,600 more. Only guy I'm looking at, though. It's just that simple. I don't think I need to get cute here. I think Dwight Howard should find himself in significant minutes in this one just because they're going to need somebody with a big body to put on Joel Embiid. Uh, but by no means do I feel like we need to play him or is he a must-play. But keep in mind, maybe you're doing the late-game hammer and you need somebody for some value. He's certainly an option. San Antonio Spurs. Traveling to Portland, taking on the Blazers. Eric Bledsoe, Josh Hart, Joe Ingles, Damian Lillard, Nasir Little, Didi Luizida. All ruled out. Greg Brown is probable. And then for the Spurs, uh, I mean, I forgot to mention the two big ones, Nurkic and Anthony Simons. Uh, and then for the Spurs, Kata Bates-Diop is probable. Uh, Romeo Langford, Doug McDermott, DJ Stewart, Lonnie Walker, Robert Woodward have all been ruled. I said, yeah, Woodard. <laughs> Let me see. Woodward. Uh, all ruled out. As of right now, 233.5 game total. Spurs favored by 7.5 points. We'll start off at the top here. DeJounte Murray, man of the hour. Absolutely love DeJounte Murray in this spot. Uh, we've now got two down games from him in a row. His salary is starting to dip, dip, and dip. He's down to 10-3, which is right there in that playable territory. I'm expecting a big game, near triple-double, 20 actual points. Sign me up. I absolutely love me some DeJounte Murray, and I think he goes under-owned compared to some of these other guys at the slate. Uh, we've seen time and time again that guards come in here and just shred Portland's team ever since they've started basically primarily playing backups. So I'm good to look there, no questions asked. Outside of him, I think we could look at a couple other options. With Lonnie Walker out, it should mean more minutes for guys like Josh Richardson and Devin Vassell. Uh, Richardson at 4,700 feels a little bit too expensive. I'll probably take a pass there despite having 30 DK points or more in three out of the last four games. And if I'm looking anywhere, it'd be Jakob Pertl at 6,400. I just think this is a rock-solid spot for him. They really don't have the size that they could really use against him, and I think that you know, Drew Eubanks, a little bit of a revenge narrative on the other side of the ball, I still prefer Pertl over him. Uh, put up 37 DK points on this team earlier in the season in 29 minutes. Those are the two guys I have the most interest in. On the Portland side of the ball, uh, probably not going to Watford. I don't see myself really playing too much Brandon Williams either. Finally had another decent game. 40 DK points he put up at 6,800. If you want to go that route, I don't fault you one bit. Uh, I just don't see myself really leaning that way. If anything, I'm going to keep an eye on Chris Dunn, who continues to play significant minutes at a $4,200 price tag. Didn't do much with the minutes. He only shot one of eight. That was the Achilles heel. Had no steals, which is very unlike Chris Dunn for a guy that's averaging two steals in limited minutes this season since he's returned. Uh, 4,200, I think Chris Dunn is certainly worth an option and worth a look. Uh, with Josh Hart most likely, uh, you know, sitting this one out, I mean, that's going to open up more minutes. On the, I mean, we, we saw Ellaby start at 4,400. I don't think I'll end up going there as my puppy squeezes his way in the door. Wanting to do the podcast. But... I think Ben Macklemore, if he ends up 
playing significant minutes again, which I'd expect at 3,400, which certainly become a value play. Played 31 in that last one, put up 21 actual points. They just don't have a lot of scores. And, I mean, we saw the usage that Josh Hart was taking on his uh, on his shoulders, uh, basically as one of the lone scorers. Without him, I'd expect these guys to have ample opportunity to run to take as many shots as they possibly can. Justice Winslow certainly an option just because, again, they need ball handlers. They need playmakers. They need people that will just absorb the usage. But I think I still prefer Ben McLemore at a much cheaper salary. I prefer Chris Dunn. Uh, both those guys certainly options for me. And then if you want to target the Drew Eubanks revenge narrative, certainly why not? I'll probably take a pass at 6K, though. I don't think there's that much meat left on the bone. All right. We will now begin to slide over to our player tier segment. We'll start off with the expensive tier. DeJounte Murray, 10-3. Absolutely signed me up. Already talked about him plenty and plenty enough. I absolutely love this matchup. Allows you to get some good late-game hammer exposure, which we all know we all love. And then I'm not really thrilled about that mid-8 eight, eight to 9K range. Most nights, I think I could look that way. So I'll opt to go James Harden instead at 9,900 going against the Lakers. This feels like this is a... Uh, a good matchup for him to get a good get right matchup. We've seen plenty of point guards all season long just absolutely torch the Lakers. And then for the mid tier, uh, as we always know, plenty of options to go with in the mid tier. I talked about a few of them already. I think that we could easily go, you know, back to the well if you wanted to kind of target some of these spots, like, uh, like I mentioned, Jakob Pertle at 6,400. I think is certainly an option. Uh, I do like him in that spot again for some late game exposure. I'll probably have one of Pertle and or Murray. I don't think I need to play both those guys together. But teach his own. Depends on your build. I think that they're both in great spots. You can easily look that way and feel pretty good about it. Uh, and I, I do like Trey Lyles at 5,500. Going against this Indiana team, we already know that with no Sabonis, with no uh, Darren Fox, there's going to be usage to go around. Uh, you can you could swap out, if you want to swap out Trey Lyles and look at a guy like Davion Mitchell, you could certainly do that as well. I think that he is certainly in play. There's a few other guys, I guess, that are worth noting. If we see that some of these front court guys are ruled out for Indiana, you can go back to Jalen Smith. We know that Sacramento's front court has been poor as it is, let alone missing some of their better players. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind looking that way. So, without getting too much into it, you know, there's there's options. We got options. And then for the value, Tyus Jones. Everyone's favorite chalk. You can't go wrong there. Uh, obviously, with no John Morant, he should start, should play significant minutes, and should have ample opportunity. And then I'm going to go back to the well, looking at a guy like Ben McLemore at 3,400. For some reason, he never really draws crazy ownership. I'm not saying he's one of the best players in the slate or anything, uh, but for a guy that's 3,400 that should be expected to take double-digit shot attempts, I am good with looking there. Now, we will slide over to the Thrive Fantasy Picks of the Night couple options, couple couple decent options that we can look at here. Um, I'm going to start off here. I think we're looking at a little bit of a Kyrie Irving, five and a half assists. I like that one. It's pretty simple. It's overs 100, unders 100. So flat even 100, we'll take that. Kyrie Irving, five and a half assists. I expect him to get right around that six or seven mark. Not a crazy point guard, but, uh, well, he is a crazy point guard. Not a crazy assist point guard, but we know his upside. And then DeJounte Murray, points, rebounds, and assists, 41 and a half. I just told you guys I expect him to get a near triple-double with at least 20 points in this matchup. I'll take that one as well. All right. That is everything. That is the entire show. Wrapped up in about 31 minutes with a bow on it. As always, thank you for listening. You can follow me on Twitter, at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. 
Give me a thumbs up, rate, review, wherever you are listening to this, whether it's Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. I do appreciate it. Subscribe. Get that notification as soon as the podcast is published and released. And then don't forget, guys, join our contest this Friday. Make sure you reserve your entry. Get in there. I will be tweeting out that link Thursday night. Try to fill this thing up. 20 person, single entry, $5. Get in there. We'll be back tomorrow. It'll be Harris, Kermani, and myself. We'll be handling that Thursday slate for y'all. Take care. And let's go crush the GPP. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.